Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. We are live once again from the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. I am your host, Nate Dog, here to bring you the best information and opinions on recent sporting events and controversies around the world. If you're interested in joining me or getting in contact with me, go through natedogsports.com. No spaces there, natedogsports.com. All right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed the introduction episode, but let's get into what the Pound Perspective is really about. Quick rundown of what uh, we're going to discuss today here. An early assessment on the NFL so far. What teams, me and my first official guest on the Pound Perspective, will be discussing which teams we're high on and which ones we're not. Uh, Early Rookie of the Year and MVP picks. Also, a little bit of an overview of the NBA season and the controversies around it right now. And a preseason MVP and finals predictions. But first, let me introduce the first ever guest on the Pound Perspective. Ethan Evans, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. What's up? Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. I really, really appreciate you joining me yes, here, sir. being yes, the first sir. ever guest here. Uh, you know, this is a work in progress, but we're going to do this thing, man. We're going to do this oh, yeah. thing. The first and the best. You're dang right. You're dang right, man. You're dang right. All right, let's get into this thing. I know that you want to be a football coach. I know that's what you're uh, doing with your, with your degree. Uh, what level do you see yourself starting at, and are you going to be a head coach, a coordinator, uh, or just a, like a positions coach? Well, I mean, I want to start, obviously, at the highest level I can. Um, you know, I think I think I have a – right now, just from what I know, the basics, I have a better understanding of um, offense than defense. But I, I would coach at any level – any position, I just want to coach. But obviously, obviously, I want to start in college and work up. But if not, I would love to coach in high school and just try to continue to climb the ranks. I hear that, man. I hear that. That's awesome. I hope it works out for you. But let's get into the pound perspective and why I brought you on here. This is all about the NFL right now. And, you know, it's been a crazy start to this season. A lot of uh, games that have been really close, a lot of games that I didn't think would happen how they did. Especially the the what we got for these uh these primetime games have been a lot of crazy oh, ones. Yeah. Besides the Cowboys Eagles one, y'all, y'all your your Cowboys beat them down, man. Ooh. They beat them down, but man. we got some undefeated teams that we did not. I don't think a lot of people could have predicted what we got. We got Cardinals, Broncos, Raiders, and Rams and Panthers. There's some crazy teams up there. I mean, there's a couple you might have somewhat have predicted, but let's get into the first question here today. Which of these teams are you highest on and do you see as the biggest threat to win it all? Well, out of the teams you named, I'm definitely the highest on the Rams. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Man, they're just – Matthew Stafford is just mm. a beast, man. Mm. Um, first of all, if anybody who thought he couldn't play in big-time games mm. got, proven long, got proven wrong last week against Tampa Bay, yeah. I never doubted him. But, 
I just think he's really good, and their defense is still insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna piggyback on that. I got the Rams as well. It's you know, I mean, the, people forget this dude, what this dude did at Georgia and in, in college. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's the he was the first overall pick for a reason. Got put to, on a, a just the Detroit Lions, and everyone knows their history. You know, it's it's just a tough franchise to play for. I mean, they wasted the career of Barry Sanders and. and Calvin Johnson as well, and that's not a knock on them. You know, that's just it. Just happens, and and I'm just glad that to see him be able to thrive, uh, get in under, under a great coach like Sean McVay, and you know Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald, man. You know, and and his connection with Cooper Cup, that's oh, insane. Man. I love seeing it, man. I I'm glad I got Cup on my uh, fantasy I'm right teams. there with you, man. He has been the number one receiver in fantasy. Ooh. He is he is cooking every single oh, yeah. week, man. But yeah, well, let's get into this too. We got. Uh, of those teams that I just named, of those undefeated teams, which one do you see most unlikely to make the playoffs, though? Um, Out of the list, I think I'll go with the Broncos. I just – I mean, if you take into account that they're in one of the hardest, if not the hardest, divisions, mm-hmm. yeah, the Chiefs are one and two, but, I mean, they're the Chiefs. It's like, the Chiefs. It's bad. <laughs> I don't think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was worth a first-round draft pick, but I think they'll figure it out as the Chiefs. Like, I think they'll at least, at least be number two or three in the AFC. So I hear that. Yep. I'm not worried about them making the playoffs. The Raiders are looking really good right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the three teams the Broncos have beat, they have a combined record of 0-9. Yep. Yep. And they and play the Ravens. That. This Sunday, and if they can win that, I might change my opinion. But mm-hmm. it's just in that division, all the teams I think are really good. And when you get into those late season division games, I'll take every other quarterback in that division before I'll take Teddy. So I just, yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think they are one of the better teams on paper mm-hmm. that you listed. But I just, with all, that I said, I just don't think they'll. I think they'll have the toughest route to the playoffs. Exactly, they got they got a big hill to climb with all those teams in that division. I'm gonna kind of go the same path, but with a different team. I got the Panthers as mine. Uh, pretty similar reasons. Got strength of schedule. You know, they haven't played that many good teams. I mean, you look at the teams they played. I mean, they played a, a Saints team that was depleted by COVID. You know, uh, last week and stuff, but or a couple weeks ago. But and it's also that. Um, I also got the loss of Chris McCaffrey is a big one. I probably actually would have went on, on the Broncos train with you with if Chris McCaffrey was still healthy because, I mean, you look what Matt Rule has done there with Sam Darnold. Oh, I mean, yeah. People were knocking that dude. They, they wrote him off with, with the Jets. And now you see what Zach Wilson's doing over there. I mean, it's just – it's a curse, I think. I think it's a curse. Oh, yeah. But, hey, I mean, people – Joe Brady needs his respect, too. Exactly. Joe Brady, he's he's next up for a big head coaching job. I can see if he oh, yeah. wants one. But, you know, they rejuvenated Sam Darnold's career, and I, I can't disrespect that. But it's just the, t- the one of the toughest divisions as well behind probably the AFC West, like you said, and the NFC West. NFC South stack, you got, I mean, the defending champs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you got the New Orleans Saints is right there uh, with their efficient offense and really good defense. It's it's a, it's a tough division to win in, and I just don't see them holding on to that that momentum they got right now, especially with Chris McCaffrey coming out. But, yeah, it's that's that's who I'm feeling there. Um, well, let's move on here. We got which of the uh, which team are you most surprised about this season? Um, this might actually be a little wild card, but mm-hmm. – 
I'm actually really surprised by the Colts. Yeah. And yeah. I haven't really seen a lot of people on, like, ESPN and stuff talking about this. Mm-hmm. But, I like, I picked them to win the division before the season. And I for sure didn't think that it would look like they – would probably finish third behind the Texans. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone could have predicted that. <laughs> yeah, I just – I don't know. Their defense is was so solid last year. I really think Michael Pittman is a little underrated. Mm-hmm. I like some of their – I love Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. I like Nahe- Hines, the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Naheem Hines or whatever, yeah. how you say it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just – I think they got some pieces, I thought. I don't know. I I guess you can't say Carson Wentz has been like a bad pickup for them yet, but yeah, that's that raises the question: Is it Carson Wentz now? You know, that's the weird questions now with that Colts team. Yeah, and I thought Jacob Eason would look a little bit better mm-hmm. than he did. Certainly in the preseason, he looked pretty terrible in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, and they were high on him. That's all I heard yeah. in camp was how good he was. But yeah, I, I'm just really surprised by them. I really thought they'd be around. 11 and 6, mm-hmm. 12 and 5, somewhere around there. And now I really don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I feel that with you. I was I, I was a big believer in the Colts. Uh, I thought they had a lot of talent uh, around Carson Wentz. And then that's to raise the question, you know, even though he's been hurt and the two ankles. I don't talk about that. Freaking yeah, spraying man. both ankles. <laughs> who, do, who does that? But it's, it's weird. Uh, you know, it just raises that question about. Is it Carson Wentz or is it the Colts? I think it's a little bit of the Colts. Uh, I don't want to write off Carson Wentz. I've been a I've been a believer of him, but because because of that incredible season he had with the Eagles, but it's it just raises that question. You know, I, I wonder what happened to the Colts as well. But my team I picked is the Raiders. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie. I I was surprised. I, I did not think they would come out looking like this, especially with. Uh, Without having their top running back at Josh Jacobs, and they just haven't lost a beat. They're running on all cylinders offense. They got the leading uh, passer in the league in yardage with uh, Derek Carr. He's put himself in that MVP conversation, and you know, and I don't know. He, he and they're also doing a, a one big thing uh, that I noticed. They're winning the tough games. You know, they're, they're they're winning close games, and that's a big thing to do in this league you know it doesn't matter who how close the game is if you get the dub you get the dub man you get yeah. the dub yeah I feel you. um and and if they can keep this running and they get into the playoffs um those tough games will help them out big time yeah man look so the raiders are like i would have picked them to be my most surprising team mm-hmm. but i'm still i don't i think like, it's looking like what Gruden and um, Mike Mayock were developing maybe paying off, but yep. I'm not sold on it yet. Yeah. And I would – the reason I didn't have them in my most surprising is I see a crash and burn coming. Like, yeah, it's understandable. I, it's the right. And <laughs> the reason I kind of liked them when you mentioned the undefeated teams is if that crash and burn doesn't come, like if it actually – if the Gruden stuff – and Mayock stuff does work out, and all mm-hmm. the questionable moves and picks they made does work. Then I think the team can actually be like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just I'm not trusting it yet. Uh, I mean, I obviously I respect John Gruden, but just some of those decisions were just. It look I could get I, a year from now. This could be like the dumbest take ever. But just as of right now, some of those takes or some of those decisions just still seem kind of. 
No, and I'm with you there, man. I'm with you because, I mean, you'll watch some of their drafts and you're just like, really? There's other players they could have got that. And getting rid of Rodney Hudson. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, I do think John Gruden's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He's he's a legend. I mean, he was like the best woman that he was on Monday Night Football. I love when he was on Monday Night Football. But when when we talk about coaching, I mean, he's a great coach, but the decisions they've been making over the past few years were questionable. So – that's also one of the big reasons why I was so surprised by them this year is how good they're playing. Is Derek Carr going to keep this up? Is he going to actually finally put together that MVP season that he's been destined for? You know, that one season where he had it pretty much locked up and then broke his leg. Is John Gruden going to let him open up? That's that's mm-hmm, that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, they rely on that run game big time, and I hope they let Derek Carr just do Derek Carr. Um, but, no, yeah, that's that's my surprising team. You you Who'd you pick again? The Colts. The Colts, that's right, the yeah. Colts. Yeah, I think those, those, those are pretty solid picks, but good and bad. Um, let's move on here. We got, okay, which player do you want to see more from? You know, playing time or just better play, etc. Well, so I really like Jonathan Taylor. Okay. He's in a little bit of a slump. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty early, so. Yeah. But he is in a little bit of a slump. I think he'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Quentin Nelson is still a Hall of Fame this guard he's like so good first ballot maybe mm-hmm. the best it, it's not crazy to call him the best interior offensive lineman of all time I don't think that's crazy I don't think it's at crazy. least in the conversation mm-hmm. but I think he'll pick it up and then he may not have even been active a game this year like I could be wrong but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was at least an active week one Marlon Mack getting traded he probably wasn't taking away any touches anyway, but that's just another, like, mm-hmm. clearly they don't have, you know, a lot of questions yeah. about Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. And, I think he's definitely the dude. That's why they drafted him there. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. And then, uh, I mean, look, not just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but mm-hmm. if you're the Giants and the Eagles, like, no. you got to figure out your quarterback situation. Yep. Because, I mean, the thing that's different between them and Washington is – Washington, I feel like, does not plan on Heineke being – you know, the plan yeah, was the Fitzpatrick. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they might like Heineke. I think he could fall into place as the starter mm-hmm. one day. He's shown some flashes, but, you know, that's not their plan. Mm-mm. They didn't put all their chips in like they yeah. did, like the Giants did on Danny and the Eagles did on Jalen. And, you know, the Giants are obviously more in on Daniel Jones, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because you'll hear they, they, what's the conversations I've been hearing over the offseason is that they think he's the next best thing. And like yeah. all of his teammates talk about how great he is, and then it's just it doesn't show it on the field. Yeah, and man, what's crazy is if you watched him in the Washington game Thursday night, was it Thursday night or Monday night? I think it was Thursday. Yeah. When you watched him in that game, he was not under pressure Mm-mm. and could just do his own thing. Mm hmm. He was actually throwing the ball really good. I think mm-hmm. a lot of that offense is getting held back by Jason Garrett, who, when he was at the Cowboys, would first down, run, mm-hmm. second down, run, mm-hmm. then at third and seven, try to run a, a freaking, like, tight end screen. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Jason so. Jason Garrett, man. But, I don't know, I'm in on uh, Hertz and Jones for different reasons because, you know, Jones has got to prove he's the guy. Because mm-hmm. they went in on well, six. Wait, it was six overall pick. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the, you know the Giants are counting on him. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, I feel like, aren't 
counting on Hurts nearly as much. Yeah, because he was, what, a second-round pick. Yeah. yeah, plus they traded for Minshew. Who, mm-hmm. This is why I think Hurts has got to figure it out. If he doesn't, say they're 2-4, and four, mm-hmm. and they'd probably be second in the division at that point, if Dallas keeps it up, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a chance Dallas could be 2-4. and four. <laughs> But anyway, from the way it looks right now, they're two and four, and they still want to try to secure a wild card spot. I think at a point like that, you got to throw in Minshew, mm-hmm. and Minshew to me is like really underrated. So I could see him just taking that job and rolling with it. Yeah, and I, uh, one thing I want to point about uh, Minshew is, you know, I don't think he's had great coaching, and yeah. he just came in and just played great. Man, and why did Pittsburgh not trade for that's Minshew? A, they did that. Yeah. That's one of those teams, yeah, because ben, like, they had to have known. I mean, you got to respect Big Ben, but at least have a backup plan. Yeah. I mean, I get maybe Haskins is that that backup plan, but it doesn't seem like a real backup plan. I feel like yeah. Gardner Mitchell could have been, if not your backup plan, at least a great bit, bridge quarterback to a draft pick to a superstar. You know? Oh, yeah, because, dude, I'm done watching Mason Rudolph. Oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm not a Steelers fan, but mm. it's, I'm done. That dude is just so unathletic. Man. He's just not the guy. He's no. just not that. He's just not that guy, man. He's not that guy. Nah, yeah, it's weird. And to yeah, to piggyback on that, who who am I wanting to see more from? I, I'm picking a uh, Kyle Pitts. I got you. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good pick. I feel actually. like you know, I, I had him on my fantasy. Actually, just traded him for uh, Brandon Cooks and Trey Sermon. I traded who I traded Kyle Pitts and Christian Kirk. I feel like it was a pretty deal for a pretty good deal for myself. Uh, Brandon Cooks has been a stud this year, so oh, yeah. 20 points a game. So I think that was a good fantasy move. But yeah, Kyle Pitts, you know, fourth overall pick this year. I mean, I'm not expecting the guy to come out and put up Travis Kelsey numbers, but all I heard about is how generation how much of a generational talent this dude was, you know? And he's not getting playing time against a player that's just not as good as him, you know. Last week a t- the Atlanta back up well. I guess starter technically was it got a touchdown over Kyle Pitts. And that's it's just weird. I don't think that should be happening. I think you you know, Atlanta's desperate to get wins and I feel like you gotta put your best players out there to win. Uh I know the offense is not really the problem. The defense is definitely what's they're struggling with most, which they've been struggling with for the past like five years, it seems like. Um but you gotta put you gotta feel like you gotta put Kyle Pitts out there. Let it let the, let the man cook. You know you get you got rid of Julio. You, you thought he was done, which I mean nothing nothing no disrespect to Julio, but he hasn't done too much with the uh, Titans this year. But you know you get rid of Julio and you you bring in this next generational talent people are talking about, and you expect him to be the next Julio. You know put him out wide, make him go one on one with anyone. But that's the guy I want. I want to see some more from. He's not. He shouldn't be sitting on the bench behind a guy that's just not. Not as good as him, talent. Let me wise. say this about Pitts, man. Mm-hmm. He is a generational talent. Dang right. That dude, like, I definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of think that's a better pick than the one I, than the couple ones I made. I kind of think it was a better pick, mm-hmm. but like Pitts, I feel like is definitely going to pan out. Like, I, I just – I feel like he's too talented. He's too talented. Maybe he needs to put on a couple weight. I really don't feel like that's as big a deal as people make yeah, it out because he be. still is a tight end. He's got a block. Yeah. And his blocking really wasn't quite as bad as people said it mm-hmm. was. He's at least – like, he puts on a couple pounds. He'll be passable. Mm-hmm. 
But, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that Pitts is a beast. He's a I would beast. not be surprised if he was the best player out of that draft class. Yeah, and that's what they've been talking about. That's that's why he needs to be getting some more playing time. Uh, I mean, he reminds me most of Calvin Johnson. That's, that's oh, yeah. who I think of when I watch Kyle Pitts' highlights in, in college. Just a tight end. I mean, well, Calvin Johnson was pretty much the same size, just not as – Thick, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's move on. No, yeah, next we got here is early season rookie of the year picks and why. Man, this might be crazy. But mm. I'm actually rolling with Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Mac Jones. Yes, sir. So, look, definitely, definitely there's other players mm-hmm. that play different positions I feel like deserve it better. But I feel like it's a quarterback. Like I feel like, you know, it's the quarterback's uh, award to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think if they're ten and seven, mm-hmm. eleven and six, which I really think is very realistic, it's plausible. You know, the more he gets rolling good. in the offense, yeah. And then um, the Jets. I mean, they have basically a ease into third, pretty good ease into second in that division. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I think that if they can do that, though, if his stats are, you know, above average or decent, mm-hmm. then I think he'll win Rookie of the Year, you know, factoring in his success. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's a quarterback's reward usually. And it just if the quarterback can look like he's got potential, in my opinion, they're going to give it to him. Justin, yeah. Justin Herbert was an exception, I feel like, last year. I think Dak Prescott could have been an exception, too, when he uh, won it. But you know it's 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 definitely a quarterback's award, and I can respect that one. Mine is actually going to be Asante Samuel Jr. for the Chargers. You know, coming into this season, he's got two interceptions already. He's he's not afraid to get physical when it comes to tackling. Uh, I like him a lot, and he looked good against Dallas. Mm, he, he he had some plays, man. He's he's just he's a ball player, man, and I yeah. like him running around out there. I almost went with with uh, Micah Parsons though. I mean, it, even though if he won't win the award, he. He could be, end up becoming the best in the whole entire class, too, especially defensively. I mean, Dallas is throwing him around everywhere, linebacker, on the line, interior. That dude is going to be – so, you know, as he said earlier, mm-hmm. which y'all probably know by now, I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. Say this about Parsons. That dude is going to be like – he will show up on the stat sheet, and at the same time he won't. Mm-hmm. Yes. The big-time plays are going to show up on the stat sheet, mm-hmm. but what he does, like – Besides his big disruptive plays, which I feel like are what make him, you know, who he is, mm-hmm. he does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stat. Like, he's going to attract just so much attention. And I mean, think about when Demarcus Lawrence comes back. Are yeah. they going to, yeah, they're going to put him at linebacker? I think they should just not put a label. Like, yeah, you I know. think he's a ball player, right? Yeah, <laughs> like just have him as athlete, athlete, basically. Exactly. Yeah, no, he is just everywhere. And like you said, like everything he does is not going to be in the stat sheets. He kind of reminds me of how Aaron Donald affects the yeah. game. You he's know? my pick for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, you know, he's a he's a baller. I like. Did I Michael. say defensive player of the year. You may have. Okay. You meant rookie. If, yeah, I meant defensive rookie. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. Year. I didn't pick that one up. But yeah, I think. I think. No, exactly. He's definitely, definitely in that conversation between because I think it's NFC and AFC. So I guess you could flip that around and stuff. If if I if it is, I would probably say Asante as defensive player in the AFC, defensive player uh, rookie of the year, and then um, Micah Parsons in the NFC as the defensive 
rookie of the year. Yeah. But now let's move on. The big question, MVP pick and why? Man, I'm going to have to roll with the majority right now. I'm going Matt Stafford, yep. my MVP pick right now. That's too easy. Dude, like we were saying earlier, man, I mean, if you thought he wasn't legit, then you got proven wrong already. I mean, there was a quote. I can't. It was one of the broadcasters said it mm-hmm. the first week when the Rams played Chicago. He said Sean McVay needed a partner, not a student. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So he found him. Yeah, exactly. Like he found him. I think Matt Stafford is a beast. Like you said, Cooper Cup is really good. Deshaun Jackson actually makes perfect sense for them because he's the perfect dude to get, you know, a couple plays drawn up mm-hmm. just break specifically that, for him a game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one or two deep – like, they're going to design a couple plays where one or two times a game he's open deep. Mm-hmm. Maybe some end of rounds. He's still got that speed. Yeah. What, 34 years old, still a monster. If, they're, if it's – you know, if they're running like – if they're running man coverage and it's, you know, you're torching them – on the sidelines and stuff, and he's matched up in the middle against, like, a linebacker. Oh, yeah. Then, or he's in the slot or something. And you just let him run a drag, and he'll, you know. He's going to burn him. I trust. I don't particularly like Sean McVay, just kind of, like, okay, personality-wise. I hear that. But, I mean, you got to give him respect. The dude is mm-hmm. one of the best, if not the best, offensive-minded coaches in the league. Yep. And I just think that – and they lost some pieces on defense over the offseason. They did. It's crazy. They lost some pretty big ones, but they still got, you know. But it's not really guys. it's not really missing a beat, man. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. it's still looking good and I don't really see it. I just honestly I feel like they could only get a little bit better as the season progresses, yeah. Yeah, I am interested to see Stafford in the playoffs. I don't doubt him, but he is unproven in the playoffs. That's exactly. That's his big question. He's been you know, three big, times big and he hasn't won a single playoff. No, uh, yeah, so. I was actually I was actually able to go to the Lions versus Saints game that one oh, really? time in the playoffs, yeah, and we yeah. we beat him pretty bad. But no, yeah, that's the big question, but it's weird to think that this team actually might have the best offense and defense in the league. It's so oh, yeah. it's so crazy to think about. This team is so good. Um, it's weird, you know. The, the, they're 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 loaded. They're loaded. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm jumping on that Matthew Stafford bandwagon as well. Like uh, uh, for my MVP pick, it's it's too easy. I mean, he's the, probably the betting favorite right now, behind probably uh, maybe Kyle, Kyler Murray's up there. Uh, almost I was, but I was big on Derek Carr. You know, like I said earlier, the Raiders. Uh, how how much they surprised me. Derek Carr. I mean, he's leading the league in passing yards. Like I said, I mean. If he can, if he can hold it together and keep that team together, then the Raiders might be might be one of those teams to beat, and Derek Carr might be right in that conversation. But I'm I'm sticking to the Matthew Stafford bandwagon. Look, man, like I was saying, the crash and burn, the the crash and burn, it's possible. If it doesn't happen, Derek Carr has a very good chance to be in the MVP race. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't, I'm not too like familiar with their schedule, mm-hmm. but I would think that he would. At least you know, keep it up somewhat, yeah, and be on at least in the conversation for a couple more weeks, yeah. But man, I just I gotta see it happen. Gotta see it happen. I'm, I'm, with, I'm there with you too. I gotta it's see. I gotta watch the Gruden stuff play out. I'm not gonna say a year before. Like it's just 
you know, mm-hmm. some stuff you just don't trust it. And it's you too have to soon. Just, you I have to that. watch it develop. Feel that. Yeah, we are super early in the season, and we're seeing these, like, undefeated teams, and we're not even sure if they're going to be in the playoffs yet. That is the fun thing about the NFL, you know. That's the difference with college. I mean, you lose one game, it's over. Yeah. And NFL, I mean, like the Chiefs, you lose two of the – first three games and you're still the betting favorites probably to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fun thing. That's the fun thing about the NFL. But I think that's going to wrap us up on the NFL talk here today. I'm going to give a quick little shout out here to one of my great friends. Uh, I want to take some time for my great friend uh, John Landon Morrow and his new single, 1999. He put a lot of work into this one and you can tell with how great it is. Go listen to it on your favorite uh, music platform and give it a listen. He deserves some credit for the talent uh, that he has, and uh, that's why I want to take some time out here today, y'all. But, yeah, 1999 by John Morrow. I listen on Spotify, like what my podcast is on, but your favorite uh, listening uh, uh, music platform to listen to, John Morrow, 1999. But now let's move on, Ethan, to the NBA. We are right there with everything getting started, right there. We're in training camp. That starts to – I think it started today. Um, but – Let's slowly get into this one. Um, as training camp starts up, what team do you see as a surprise or upset team uh, in the Western and Eastern Conference that uh, you know that weren't probably or that aren't expected to be uh, contenders? I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, let me just say this. Shout out John Morrow. Yes, sir. <laughs> John Morrow. John Morrow. <laughs> very talented musician. Um, you know, very cool guy. Mm-hmm. Y'all go give his music a listen. Yes, sir. Thank you. But. Anyway, yeah, in the Western Conference, honestly, I know they're projected to be good, but I'm a little more high on the Mavs than I feel like a lot of people are. I'm right there with you. Just because I'm not too sold on Jason Kidd, like as a, you know, the X's and O's Mm -hmm. types. Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw how bad the defense was in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. But I do trust him on, like, you know – I feel like him and Luca will have a better connection as a coach and player. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they can do that and kind of run the offense a different way to mm-hmm. work out some chemistry issues they've had, mm-hmm. then I feel like they can be really dangerous. And honestly, I think the Clippers, even without Kawhi, are going to be a little bit better than people think. I hear that, yeah. Terrence Mann showed up late in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I mean, they still got good defense. That's what they're centered around, that defense. I'm not too big on Eric Bledsoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not big at all, actually. But I do think that – I'm not too sold on them making a run for the championship. But I do think their wins and loss records, I think they're being slept on a little bit there. Yeah, if it's a regular season team, I can can respect that too. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm also a basketball fan. I'm not going to act like the Clippers are not a – Good basketball team. I mean, we saw what Kawhi did in the playoffs with the Raptors, seeing what he did in the, with the Spurs and stuff. Um, anytime that Kawhi is in the playoffs, it's it's anything can happen. He's 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 one of those superstars. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you on the the Dallas Mavericks as well. You know, kind of the same things. I think I, I like the Jason Kidd hire. Um, like you said, it maybe not as an XO quarter uh, coach, but I think he can establish a good culture there. Uh, there's some there's yeah. some fun things. I think that he could take away as being an assistant from the Lakers for the past few years yeah. and kind of establish that there, you know, being around LeBron and, uh, and Anthony Davis, uh, seeing those absolute studs, you oh, know, yeah. how they 
just train and how they act and how they establish a locker room. Maybe he can bring a little bit of that to the to the Dallas Mavericks. And I I, I think him simply being able to repair that Kristaps Porzingis relationship uh, without having to trade him and stuff. I think that's a a big thing, uh, big big insight about how how he's doing so far. If he can repair that and make Kristaps like. 75-80% of the oh, player, yeah. player like he was with the Knicks. I mean, that the Mavericks might be a little scary. Yeah. It might be a little scary. Man, look, Chris Stapps is like, mm. if they can work it out, mm. but, like, God, man. <laughs> watching the playoffs, watching Chris Stapps just made me so upset. I uh, know. He just he folded, man. The he dude folded. is, what, 7-2? Yep. And I remember watching this. He was in transition. Mm. A two-on-one, he could have easily drove in. Instead, at 7-2, he pulls up from the three-point line. And yeah, that's, that's – that's, It's just stupid stuff like that. And can't have that. I feel like if he's not showing it early, you got to trade him. But mm. he, yeah, he's a, he still has value. I feel like he is probably slightly more tradable than, like, ESPN and stuff is saying he is. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, that dude is a unicorn, like like his nickname says. I mean, he could do yeah. crazy things for his size. And, yeah, but I think he's a little bit more tradable. But if he can stay and they can work out all the chemistry stuff, then, yeah, I think the Mavs are going to be dangerous. Dangerous. I, I like the Mavs. Uh, even though I'm a Lakers fan, I'm also going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Boston Celtics, too. Um, I think – not not for the fact that they don't have the talent, but I feel like they're just being slept on. I mean, they got pretty much every position filled with, I mean, you got your superstar with Jason Tatum. You got your near superstar with Jalen Bryan, in my opinion. Yeah. And the Dennis Schroeder with on a, the crazy deal they got him on. And getting Al Horford back. Al Horford slept back. On. Slept on that deal. A good. Good player. Good I mean, acquisition. He, he can, more than just being on the court, he brings some of that that that. That camaraderie, that, that yeah. the old culture of the of the, the yeah, he brings like Celtics. accountability. Yeah, you can, and he's been there, done that with been them. There. So them, he was with Atlanta, and the pretty in the biggest games he could be in. Like he's been the East Conference Finals with the Celtics and with the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, he's seen it and done it all. I mean, pretty much besides going to a finals, and I mean, he was at the Seventy Sixers last year. He got to see everything with them. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think I think the Celtics are definitely slept on. I like their new coach. He, uh, I'm not even going to try his name, um, but he was under Greg Popovich, you know, and he, he's a great defensive coach, and I think that's the Celtics, is the, their biggest weakness is trying to get that defensive end, you know, locked down. And if they can figure that out on top of Jason Tatum just being Jason Tatum, Dennis oh, yeah. Schroeder running that offense like he did with the Hawks and not with what he did with the Lakers, I mean, you could see some fun things with them. I think they could make a push, maybe a top four seed in the, in the East, maybe knock some, Man, some look, teams out of there. I'm with you because, like, I, I just I don't see what's, like, nobody – or there's people saying it, but, like, I just don't feel like it's crazy to say, you know, it could be – yeah, that they could be the fourth seed in the East. Like, it could be Brooklyn, Milwaukee – 76ers and they're questionable now. I mean, who you put up there? Maybe Miami. Miami. That's probably the big. The that's probably. I, the, that's I like Miami, but their bench is a little questionable. Suspect. Mm-hmm. But they lost I, Iggy. Yeah. I kind of like my. Well, yeah, I like Miami. I think honestly, they see, need Victor Oladipo to show up. Yeah. See, honestly, I would take Boston over Miami, but I'm not sure about Philly yet. Yeah. Even though I do think. Well. 
I don't know. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see what how everything pans well, like out. Like you said really. with Miami, I mean, they got big acquisitions with Kyle Lowry and and PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris. Um, and if Victor Oladipo goes back to his near All Star All Star self, I mean, they're definitely a team to watch and a team to watch as well. I do think the Hawks are a little bit because obviously they made the conference finals, but they had some things swing their way. Yeah, and I think a lot of people though. Like, they did have some things swing their way, but I think their roster is, like, a little bit more better. Mm-hmm. Not more better. That sounds dumb. <laughs> roster is better than, you know, people. I don't think it was quite as much mm-hmm. of a fluke as people were saying. That's but fair. it definitely was pretty pretty fluky. Mm-hmm. I don't see them being a top four. I hear that. Yeah, I like Trey, but. There's some question marks there. Um, I like their coach. I love Nick McMillan. He brings a great, yeah. great defensive mind and and great culture there. I like I like him. But we'll see. They're they're a questionable team. Uh, the Hawks are for sure. We'll see what they do. Let's move on here though. What playoff team from last year do you see uh, taking the biggest uh, fall off? Oh, uh, I see Portland. Portland. Honestly. honestly, yeah. Just I mean, even obviously, you know. Dame Lillard might leave. Uh-huh. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you know who Damian Lillard is. Yeah, you gotta know who Damian Lillard is. Dude is a stud. <laughs> and but even if they keep him, like I just I don't know. I don't. I could definitely see them making the play in and winning it, but I don't know, man. It's just no contender. They're not a contender now. Yeah, I don't. And I think Chauncey Billups as a coach was a pretty good hire, but. I think that it might, it might take a minute. It's not going to. I don't think it's going to be an overnight thing, like people think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't think they're in a position to where, especially like if the Dame stuff keeps going on, mm-hmm. if they can somehow shut it all down, then maybe you know mm-hmm. I think they could be around the same, slightly better maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know especially if the dame rumors and stuff don't get shut down and they don't put an end to all that i could definitely see that taking a big toll on them yeah i'm with you there i think uh, it's honestly one of the teams i was thinking about in this question portland's they're questionable you know how much did they do to make that team better you know you lose carmelo and and, and but you do bring back a buddy healed and you still have CJ McCollum, and Nurkic is going to be back healthy but it's questionable it just feels like they haven't done my bad, y'all. <laughs> uh, but it just doesn't feel like they've done the things that they need to do to be uh, a great team, you know. Uh, they didn't make the acquisition for a superstar. You know, they were in the conversation with the Ben Simmons stuff, but I don't even know if that's the move they need to make, you know. I feel like you got to get rid of Dame if you're going to get that with two ball-dominant players. But the team I picked was actually the New York Knicks. I'm sorry, New York Knicks fans. I don't know how many of y'all are listening, but I I, I just don't – I don't see it. Uh, Julius Randle got a little exposed in the playoffs. We saw some things that just I didn't like. They did get Kimball Walker and uh, Evan Fournier, which were two great signings. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Those were two great signings, two prop, most likely starters. But – I just don't see what I, I I don't I don't see them becoming any better than they were last year. You know, unless Julius Randle puts together another MVP like season and learns how to do some other things besides you know go right and not go left. You know, 
he's he's got he's got some things to work on. And don't don't get me wrong, I'm a big Julius Randle fan. I mean, he, he went to the Lakers. He was drafted by the Lakers. I always thought he was going to be um, a really good player. Next, even may you know not a superstar, but a, a star, an all star. I always thought that he could do that, but. He's got to do some things to improve himself to make this team a contender. So if I'm going to take a, a big fall off, it's probably going to be the New York Knicks. They still might make the playoffs, I think. But you still got teams like the Hornets and the Bulls. I mean, I, I'm big on the Bulls. You know, the, I mean, they were, what, two? They're, they're, they're two, only two spots out and they're gone, you know. I mean, there was a five seed, but, you know, three spots away. And then I like I like all the other teams that were still available. But, you know, and I'm big on the Hornets and and the Bulls, so we'll see how that one works out. Uh, I don't think they're going to be terrible, but I could see them taking a, a big fall off. Yeah, let me say this about the Knicks, man. Like, I do agree with you, but I also disagree. Like, I think, I think it is a lot on Julius Randle. Like, mm-hmm. I think more than more than it like seems, mm-hmm. and I think that. If he has even close to a season that he had last year, I think they'll be better than they were. Like even if he's yeah. not quite as good, but close. but if he's not, you know, if last year was, I still think he'll be good regardless. But if last mm-hmm. year was a little fluky and he's not, you know, seventy five, eighty per, if he's not eighty percent of what he was, seventy five percent, then even if he's back to what he was, you know, when he was. Before last year, like yeah. when he was on the Lakers, and, mm-hmm. you know, he just if he doesn't have close to the season he had last year, then I yeah I don't see them. I could definitely see like the Bulls or somebody overtaking their place. Yeah, I'm big on the Bulls, but yeah, I, I can see that too. Um, I'm not quite as big on the Bulls. Well, I like not, I like Lonzo and Demario, uh, Demar Derozan yeah. going there. And okay, well, I wasn't at first, but the more I think about them, I actually like them more. And more. Yeah, I think they're 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 like one of the project teams. It's like you got to see how good that morphs. A lot of ball yeah. dominant players on that team. We'll see how that one works. But let's keep moving here. Uh, this one was recent news to, uh, this week. Michael Porter Jr. gets his recent max deal, and do you agree with it? And do you think he deserved it? Man, so you know, I actually text you and Nolan about this when it happened, mm-hmm. and. At first, I didn't really like it, mm-hmm. and I thought about it. I looked at, like, a lot more of, like, I read a lot more about him. Mm-hmm. I watched some old videos just to, just because, like, you know, I like sports. Like, when I I see that, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, I went and just watched a bunch of videos of Michael Porter. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's necessarily, like, on paper, as a player worth that much money. Yeah. But with, like, what Denver, I feel like, is doing, you know, I feel like you can – I feel like they needed to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, they're obviously – they won't have turmoil, I feel like. I mean, they they had an MVP that doesn't even care. About having that reward, yeah. And then, you know, you got Jamal Murray. Like, they got to win sooner rather than later. Exactly, and I think, I think it was the right move. If you look at what he does for them, mm-hmm. and if you look at potential, then he's. If you're just looking at potential, then he's definitely worth the money. I'm hearing that. Because potential wise, the dude is, 
has potential to be easily a top eight scorer in the Mm -hmm. league, like just ridiculous. And he can score everywhere. But I think it was – the more I think about it, like right now, I think it was the right move. Maybe a little pricey, but not enough to – if you want to nitpick, you could say they may be overpaid by a couple million, mm-hmm. but like that's just nitpicking. So nitpicking overall, I thought it was a good deal. I think that's fair. Uh, it it surprised me at first, like you said. I was it was kind of shocking when, it, like you said, when you look at the potential of this guy. I mean, number one recruit coming out of high school goes to uh, I think he went to Vanderbilt. Um, might be wrong on that, but. Uh, he went he went to college and he hurt his back. Things happen. And you know, when he comes to the league, he's still a lottery pick. He was super late, like thirteenth or whatever he was picked. And it was just played at Missouri. Missouri, that's what it was. Not not Vanderbilt. Missouri. I I, I didn't I wasn't confident about that one. Uh but yeah, when he was you know, he went to Missouri, number one uh great recruit, and ever since then, after that injury, everyone's kinda questioned him and when you look at the potential, like I said, he's got everything. I want to see some more defense defense from him. Yeah, for sure. I want to see him. It's not even his talent. I don't. I think he's got the talent. It's an effort thing. Obviously, when you are a, a prolific scorer like him, like him, obviously you can't play every defensive posi- uh, possession full full energy, or you'll just you just you'll burn out. But I mean, you still look at these players. I mean, you look at the past players like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, who do it both, you know, and, it, and it's it, it becomes something as are you going to be a prolific scorer or are you going to be a superstar basketball player? Are you going to play both sides of the ball? Are you going to be a two way player? Because with his size, I mean, I mean, he's got potential to be a, a Kevin Durant type player. Oh yeah, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be Kevin Durant, but he's got that potential, you know, with his size and his scoring ability and length with his you know his wingspan, so. It was surprising, but when you look at that team, like you said, full of youth, I feel like you got to do that move. When you look at the youth on the team, you got Jamal, him, uh, Jokic, you know, Aaron Gordon trade. You know, it's a lot of youth. It's a lot of young players. It's to the point where – but they're, they're also to the point where you, you can't pay anyone else. You know, you got everyone on these max contracts, these near max contracts. You, you got to win. Like, like Ethan said, you got to win now. But let's keep moving on this. Let's get into – our preseason early, early, early MVP prediction and why. Who do you got, Ethan? Man, I got Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, the dude is just incredible. He He's honestly, like, I know I'm a Timberwolves fan, but he might be my favorite player to watch. Wow. It's just different. He just kind of, when he is the ball, it's, it, it's his game. Mm-hmm. And I think he could – I think he will develop into one of the top three or four, five offensive players of all time. I like that's that. just that's in my opinion. I like that. Um, and yeah, like what we were saying earlier, you know, if the if him and Jason him and Jason Kidd click, like I think they can. Then if Chris Stapps, which you mentioned to me before the show, he said he doesn't want to get a trade. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's kind of learned to take a step back and yep. realize that obviously he's not on Luca's level and that he's the number two. Mm-hmm. I think if they can do that, you got Reggie Bullock shooting threes. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to rack up assists. Like, and I could, like I said, I was higher on them 
I think we're both both higher on them than a lot of people mm-hmm. as a team. So if they're winning, you know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. I, yep. I really think he has a really good shot for winning the MVP. I'm liking that. Yeah, it, health is a big thing, and I'm right there with you. He is the betting favorite, so, I mean, we're not going out on a limb here, but yeah. it. I mean, it's Luca. It, he yeah. hasn't got it yet. He's got pretty much everything he could – he could do besides, you know, you know, in the playoffs he's had some tough breaks, but there I mean he's he's been in moments where he could he could really make some noise and I think this is the year he just finally says I'm gonna get that award. It's an yeah. award that's it's it's been it's had his name on it and he's just they're just waiting to give it to him. It's if it's not this year it's gonna be soon. And dude the thing about his defense is yeah, it's not good, but it obviously just, you know, gets better. It's yeah, it's and gonna get better. I feel like he'll, if not this year, then within the next couple of years, will easily be a passable defender. Like he'll be, mm-hmm. you know, someone that you can maybe hide every now and then. That but like you know how James Hard- James Harden used to be. Yeah, but he's not gonna be somebody that like other teams can attack him and win the game. Like yep. I think he can develop into a passable defender because he's got the size and yeah. strength. Yeah. His big thing's speed, but I mean, yeah, but that's him. I mean, he's it's it's deceptive speed, I think, in my opinion. And it's it's mostly his lateral speed. Yeah, yeah, it's lateral quickness. But that's things like those aren't things that that's not natural talent. Those things, those are things you can learn. I think, yeah. you know, getting a little bit better at those things and instincts, trusting instincts as much as he trusts his offensive instincts. But yeah, I'm I'm going with Luka Doncic. I love the Jason Kidd hire, like we said earlier, and. If he can get that thing, if they can get that team going, uh, I think that's that's the obvious pick uh, for MVP. Let's move on. We got our early preseason finals prediction and why, Ethan Evans. Who do you got? Man, I'm gonna have to take the ladder on this. Go mm-hmm. with the majority. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just too easy, man. Like you got to go Nets and Lakers. I hear that. And you know, you can say what you want about the Lakers being old and. Yeah, I think that is a little true, but at the same time, uh, they have wisdom from being so old. They have a lot of guys who've played a lot in the playoffs, mm-hmm. have a lot of experience. Um, LeBron, I think, isn't going to be quite the same player. Yep. But I think he's going to be, you know, more better in a vacuum in mm-hmm. the role he plays. Yep. You know, obviously he won't be LeBron, LeBron. But, oh, we got DJ Chart just broke his ankle. Oh, Lord. Whoa, gosh. Man. Yeah, we're recording this in the middle of the Thursday night game. Yeah, right way. in the middle of it, y'all. We're, 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 we're speeding. We're trying to get through this so we can get some game. We're going to watch <laughs> that game. But, yeah, that, that's terrible. Hope but, DJ Chart gets yeah. better. That's sad. Yeah, hope you get better, old DJ. That sucks. That sucks. I feel bad for him. Um, but, yeah, dude, the, the Lakers are just, you know, it's LeBron. I think overall you got – Three guys like that, they'll figure out any chemistry problems. I think Russ being there is a good and bad thing. I think he's going to require a lot of usage. Mm-hmm. But in a way, man, let him do that during the – let LeBron – Regular season, let Russ yeah, cook. Mm-hmm. Let LeBron sit on the bench. He's got a lot of pride. He, you know, he doesn't like sitting, but mm-hmm. – I think he can realize, huh, you know, I don't have to sit, you know, as much as Kawhi, but. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't have to load manage that much. But. but I can sit, you know, a couple games every now and then. And yeah. 
And I mean, you know, yeah, let Russ cook mm-hmm. in the regular season, mm-hmm. and then the Nets. I mean, there's not much to say about them. Yeah, there's <laughs> if they're healthy and the Kyrie stuff gets sorted out, which eventually I think it will. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's it's too easy, man. Like they're just they could have me and you as the other. Two players in the starting five, and they they'd still win. Yeah. Well, shoot, I'm gonna feel feel a little dumb here, but I'm going out on a limb, y'all. I'm picking my Lakers versus the Bucks, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right now, this is not. This is not. This is not January. Philly. This is not March. This is. This is. This is what September. Uh, this will come out in uh, in October, but still. This, this is my early preseason prediction, and I'm taking everything into account. And as of right now, Kyrie Irvin will not be playing home games. And this it doesn't change. That when, is fair. It doesn't change when you get to the playoffs. Uh, and I'm not – I don't think I'm taking any stance against what his decisions are. I, I honestly respect what he's doing, and he has that right. But he's not playing home games. And when you look at it like that, and if he's not going to play any home games this season, which I do think it will be resolved, I think those things will be handled, and I don't think he will be gone for too long. He might even be ready for the beginning of the season. But as of right now, I'm taking the champs versus my Lakers. Like you said, I'm big on it. It's the Lakers are a weird fit. It's definitely something concerning. I don't. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like we're the major. We're not. Obviously, we're gonna be picked as the favorites in the West. I mean, it's the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis and Russ. Obviously, they're gonna pick us. I don't think it's going to be as pretty as some people are thinking. I think the pre, the regular season is going to be very, very crucial for us. I think we got to figure out that chemistry. But like you said, let Russ be Russ. And then once we get to those fourth quarters and the playoffs when we need a big play, that's when LeBron takes over. That's when LeBron's going to have the ball in his hands. Yeah. But those first three quarters, let, let Russ do his thing. That's how I'm feeling about it. I think he's going to bring an element that, honestly, the Lakers need. I think I think we kind of took our, our gas off the pedal last year. I think injuries were a big factor in that. But when you look at the team as a whole last year, it just felt like we got complacent. You know, Anthony Davis was injured, and it didn't feel like he was trying to prove anything anymore. He got that championship he was looking for. I feel like Russ, being a player that has not got a champion championship, yeah. He's only got these solo awards. I feel like he wants to prove to people, hey, I want to I want to be a champion. I can win a championship with my style. And I honestly think LeBron's going to take it upon himself and say, Kevin Durant couldn't do it. I can do it. I can get this dude a championship. Yep. So I think things are leaning in our favor when it comes to those kind of things. Obviously, as as they are, they're not looking at those things like that. They're not trying to prove anybody except uh, – they're, you know, they're just they're trying to go out there and win a championship. They're not trying to prove anybody wrong and and stuff like that. But as I'm looking at it, I, I think I think they got some things to prove. You know, I think Russ is going to try and put a fire under AD. I think, but I think the the one team like we talked about earlier, you you almost picked them, uh, the Warriors. I think yeah. people are sleeping on I the Warriors. I was just about to mention that, man. So the thing about the Lakers, the next I will give them is, you know, you you haven't seen Russ play that role before. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think he can is one thing, but you haven't seen it. You like, haven't seen it. You know, nobody's seen it. So, I think that – and the whole, like, 
people saying Russell Westbrook is a good defender. He's really not. Nope, he is not a good defender. He is not. He'll make flashy plays. He'll get a steal in the passing lane every yeah, now and then. But, but that doesn't mean he's a good defender. He's not an on-ball defender. And no. Not that I'm going to question LeBron because, I mean, he's in my opinion, he's the second-best player all time. Like mm-hmm. The dude is just amazing. But he is older. He's older. If I'm not mistaken, he's 37. Yeah, 19th year. And two, two straight, well, two of the last three seasons he's gotten hurt. You know, yeah, those are the things you got to take into account. I don't know how, you know, how good he is guarding or guarding those smaller players anymore. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. definitely going to be guarding a lot more down low. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think they have some pieces. You know, you still got Rondo. Yep, I do like having Rondo back, but I don't think he'll play a whole lot in the regular season. So I think mm-hmm. Russ is going to have to step it up on defense. He's definitely going to have to play both sides. I think that's very fair, very fair point by you, Ethan. It's it's a weird season. We got some weird things going on, and I'm just excited for things to get going, man. Oh yeah. Um, but we got one more segment before we wrap this bad boy up. We are gonna show. We're gonna do a little bit of a uh, timeout at the pound, y'all. Um, we got a little bit of a story here. I'm gonna uh, do that again. There we go. Timeout at the pound, y'all. Here we go. And it's the big story in the NBA. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone knows the the trade rumors and, and the situation that is going on in Philadelphia. I'm going to give a little bit of a rundown here. We got um, recent uh, uh, player, uh, recent accounts from Joel Embiid. Uh, he has noted that he has, uh, saw all the things that uh, Ben Simmons has had to say and has said about this situation. Um, he even came out and said that he's – he is focused on the guys that are there, but the situation is weird, disappointing, and borderline disrespectful uh, for these guys that are coming out every single day to fight for their lives and that some of these guys are not you know, guaranteed contracts and guaranteed playing time. So, And, and you know, Joe, Joe Embiid seems like he's taking a pretty big stance on this one, and it's a weird situation. It's been going on for a long time. For all the people that don't know, uh, Ben Simmons in the playoffs last year, he uh, kind of had some – Really rough moments. There was a, very, very there was a, there was a moment in the last game uh, of of their series where he had a wide open layup and just passed it up right there on national. TV. I'm telling you, right there <laughs> on national television. I mean, I screamed. He and, and I want to point this out. He's not a five eleven player. To he's not seven uh, hundred seventy pounds. This guy is six ten, a solid two. That scores in the paint. Yeah, I mean, that's his, that's his bread and butter. That's the only place he can score, you know? Um, and then after the game, players went on account and the coach, you know, kind of taking the blame towards him, which is not – it wasn't fully on him, let's be, let's be honest. I mean, they should have handled yeah. that series easily without that play. But it's the playoffs. I mean, those didn't are the they, moments. Didn't they blow a 20 20- – Four yeah. or twenty three, something like that. Some crazy points. Yeah, they they blew a lead in game five. I think. Yeah, it was game yeah, five. I they they should have pretty much wrapped crazy. things up. And yeah, see that that may have had a little bit to do with Ben Simmons. That was not all on Ben. Simmons. It's not all on Ben Simmons, but they the how the players and everyone reacted after the game is what made Ben Simmons. You know. Lose his taste for Philly. Uh, you know, I think the fans were a big factor in that, and and. You know he's he's kind of think I think he's just ready for a new start. Like uh, this is a situation kind of like Carson Wentz. I feel like in the NFL, you know you can't 
you can't stay in one place forever. Sometimes it's just meant to be. And, you know, he's also, you know, come out and said that he's just not going to show up. He's willing to take these fines. But let's get into these questions, man, you know. Firstly, do you think Ben Simmons has the potential to be a superstar player? Man, so I do like Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not super, super high on him. But, I mean, obviously I got to give him credit. Right now I think he's a top 25 player easily. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but I, you know, it's it's just, it's getting too late, I feel like, to say if he can develop a jump shot. Like, yep. he would have at least shown signs. He hasn't I even know. tried to take three. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the fact that he hasn't even started, like, trying at least, because that's why he didn't take the layup. He doesn't trust himself to shoot anything. Mm-mm. And he's he afraid of the flack that comes with it. He's so afraid. To go to the free throw line, mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. he wouldn't even take an open layup. Like yep. so, he just he has obviously a lot of personal issues, mental. Because yeah, I've heard too that he, you know, doesn't want to work on his jumper. That he thinks like, oh, I've got to the NBA, I got a max contract from being who that's, I am. That's not how. It if does. all you want to do is get a max contract with your ability then you can do that if you want to win a championship yeah what kind of player are you going to be yeah is the question exactly but i do think he has a lot of traits that can make him good but i i don't think honestly don't think he can be a super i don't i don't see him ever being a number one on a championship team and to me you're pretty much a superstar if you're a number one on, i can see him being a number one on a playoff team mm-hmm but I couldn't see him ever being a top 10 NBA player. I feel that. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's where, where you're going to draw the line at superstar is the real question. Are you going to be a top 10, top 15, top 20? And I think me and Ethan kind of agree that on the top 10 is the line we're kind of drawing on. Maybe top 12, top 13. There might be some things, players that slip yeah. in there. But, you know, I'm kind of, kind of leaning on this side with Ethan on this one. It's He's got – Got a god gifted ability to pass the yeah. ball and see the floor. Um, he he's one of the best defenders in this league, and that's. Yeah, I think he should have won a defensive player of the year. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, he totally should have, in my opinion, and and he does have the potential to have multiple defensive player of the year awards. But that does not make you a superstar. Yeah, exactly. it does not. You know, Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. He does both. He's won multiple defensive player of the years, and he's got some chips too to prove it. You know. Yep. Is is Rudy Gobert a superstar? I don't consider. I don't him consider a him a superstar. Nope. Is Draymond Green a superstar? Nope. Nope. You know. Are you going to be? And no disrespect to those players at all. Zero disrespect. But are you going to be a Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, or are you going to be a LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant? Exactly. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And at this point, with his attitude, I'm starting to think he is doesn't care. It, doesn't like he, seem, it does not seem like he cares. And this might change when he gets out of Philadelphia. But and with as that of being right now, said, I am a Wolves fan, and I would I would love to see Ben Simmons in Minnesota for the right package. But so I'm not hating on him too bad. But I just I don't ever see him being a number one. And that's like like you said. I mean, if he does go there. I still think that Carl Anthony Towns is the better player. You know? Oh, yeah. I think that. you know, And I think that's another player that's just absolutely slept on is Carl Anthony Towns. But we're not going to get too much into yeah. that one. 
But no, yeah, it's a whole nother conversation. It's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> exactly. No, but Ben Simmons, I think he's got a traits like you said that that are superstar level, but those things can only take you so far when you don't when you don't have the confidence in your jumper, when you don't have the confidence in your free throw. And it's not even like it's not a sixty percent, sixty five percent free throw shooter like LeBron James. It's it's like forty, fifty. It's to the point where yeah. he's like, I don't want to go to the line. LeBron James is like, okay, I'm gonna try and make my free throws. If I miss them, I miss them. It's to the point where like you can't be considered a superstar if you have to be taken out of the game mm-hmm. late. Like, the last five minutes, you, yeah, just you can't you can't do because that. they they're so scared of you playing hack a shack with Ben Simmons. Exactly. Yeah, so you can't be considered a superstar if teams have to do that. Nope, nope, you just can't. You cannot be. Well, we're gonna. The only exception was Shaq. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's that's the only exception. It seems like. I mean, and that's different. He was the most dominant player of all time. And I mean, another exception, I guess you can make is Giannis. Yeah, I mean, but he's also. But even then, he proved he can make them. You know, and he's not afraid to take them. Yeah, that's the that's That's the the thing. thing. It's that he's not afraid. Like if he misses him, he's gonna miss him. But well, dude, it was just it was so. What made it. Like, I feel like what decreased his trade value so much was, like, literally everybody that was watching the game, whether you were, like, you know, whether you it was your first time ever watching the game mm-hmm. or you were an avid NBA, NBA fan, mm-hmm. you could just see the dude crumbling. And with the pressure. The pressure got and to him yeah, so much. Like, you could just clearly tell that he was just taken out of it. He just... You know, Giannis wants that. Giannis wants that. Giannis wants the attention on him. He wants to have the ball in his hand for the he last wants shot. to be that dude. Or he wants to at least create for the last mm-hmm. shot. He, yeah. Ben Simmons doesn't want to be anywhere near the last shot because mm-hmm. he's scared that he'll get something posted about him mm-hmm. or he'll miss both free throws. And that's in the hip, and that's the mental game it feels like, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's not – on court stuff. That's that's off court stuff that he's got to uh, to figure out. Well, let's let's keep this thing uh, yeah. trucking along. Who's in the better situation, the 76ers or the Ben Simmons? I think Simmons is in the better situation personally. Yeah. Um I'm not too sold on this, but mm-hmm. I just think since I do think Daryl Morey is a little bit like harder on I what I'm what I'm saying is like I think Daryl Morey could easily um, hold Ben Simmons oh, longer yeah. than people think, and I think that could definitely impact this. But as of right now, I mean, I just wholeheartedly believe, like I said, like you saw the dude crumble. Mm-hmm. So I just wholeheartedly believe that he doesn't care where he plays besides Philly. Yep. And so the longer they trade him, the less his trade value is going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's just going to hurt. The Sixers, Sixers and that's and if it's you know a week into the season mm-hmm. and he still hasn't shown up, which I think he won't, but I think if it's two or three weeks and nobody's called about a trade, then maybe he'll show he up. Might, but anyway, yeah, change his heart. Anyway, I would say him just because if a week into the season nobody's called about him, I could very much very well see them taking a trade that they don't really want to take just to get whatever they can right now. It, it seems like we're going to get to that spot. I'm actually going to take the 76ers as of right now Okay. for the simple fact that, okay. you know, they also have no reason to trade them right now. It, That's true. The thing is that it's in Ben Simmons' favor is that his trade value is going to diminish and 
hopefully that'll send him to a better team. Um, but then that's when it falls into Ben Simmons's area, you know, where it's his, in his favor. Right now, 76ers have got all the control. You know, they can make the move to whoever. They don't have to listen to because he's not talking to them. They, they don't care. And I, but that also says I don't think he cares who he goes to. I think he just wants to get out. Um, it's right now, in my opinion, 76ers got all the, all the control in the world. You know, they, they, they have um, – where 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 he goes is in their is is in their hands. So I would say right now they have all the control. But the longer it holds out, the more Ben Simmons grabs control of the situation. Let's keep this thing moving That's along. True. We're almost done here. What uh, team do you see making the deal for Ben Simmons, and or or will he remain a Seventy Sixer? So I think the odds of him remaining a Seventy Sixer are less than him going to a new team, obviously. But I think they're a little bit higher than people were. Like I said, I could very well see Daryl Morey. Like, I wouldn't be too shocked if he was, screw it. Like, I just won't pay the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's to that point. I don't care if I don't trade him. Like, I just, <laughs> I could just see that happening. Mm-hmm. But I do think he'll get traded and, I mean – I think Portland makes the most sense, but I really don't think Dame is going to get traded at this point. So, mm. but on paper, it makes the most sense, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. But like I said, I'm a Timberwolves fan. That's that's who I think is. And if not, be. if not the Warriors or the Blazers, I really think the Timberwolves, especially since they just fired Gerson Rosas, the mm-hmm. general manager. Mm-hmm. Big thing. Because from what I heard was, you know, one of his first big moves was trading for D'Lo. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the Wolves potentially want to include D'Lo in a package. Yep. And, you know, you can see how that was his first move, so he probably wouldn't want to do it. Do it. That was his first guy he brought Yeah. In. So, and I don't think that that's – that's obviously not the whole reason he got fired. That's there's some other there's stuff that came out, stuff. but yeah. we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just think that could impact it. They got you know I'm, having a new owner like Alex Rodriguez, mm. even though he's not the majority owner right now, but he is the one of the main owners. He's taking a lot of control. Yeah, of that. in three years, um, him and Mark Lurie will be majority owners. Mm-hmm. But. I think that matters more than people think. I could see mm-hmm. him wanting to make a splash. Like mm-hmm. he already said at their interview that or at Media Day that he's not they don't want to move from Minnesota. They wanna actually try to take advantage of the market and try to build it up. Yeah, you know? why wouldn't they? I mean Minnesota's I mean, look at the Vikings. I mean look well, at those fans. <laughs> dude The thing is is they're you know, it's hard to say this, but like they really are think better than what their record showed last year. Because mm-hmm. if you look, Cat, uh, Anthony Edwards, and D'Lo only played together for like a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I could very well see them making a move if, say, Golden State and Portland doesn't. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there. I think I think uh, Timberwolves need to be on the phones. Nothing too crazy. You can't give up too much. Uh, I think D'Lo will end up being a part of the deal if, if it if it if it is imminent. I just uh, feel like it has to. It has to be. Point. You know, he's the only thing that's close to a st- uh, all star on that team. And and I'm big on D'Lo. I've loved D'Lo. Yeah. I, I've I've since he was a Laker. You know, I thought he could be an all star. 
I don't know a superstar, but an all-star player. And honestly, when you look at it for the 76ers, that's that might be the best player they can get in return. Yeah. That's not a superstar player, you know, not a Damian Lillard. If he wasn't on a max contract, I think the 76ers would do it. Mm-hmm. Like when they offered it yeah. to Wolves, but I don't know, man. I, I think, like, I am, I do like D'Lo. I think he's overrated, though, yeah. a little bit. A little bit. And, but just the fact, he's just, he's really overpaid. He is still good, but he, he is really he overpaid. Some, yeah, he's got some money. Definitely getting that money. <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like they may not want to give him, but like I said, if a holdout's going and they're struggling, they need moves. Mm hmm. Why not get rid of that dead weight? <laughs> Why not? I'm I'm with you there. Get what uh, they can. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and like the question is, I mean, I I think a, a deal for Simmons is is going to happen. Uh, I don't think he'll remain a 76er by the trade deadline, but uh, I do think Minnesota should be on the phones. I think that's oh, yeah. the most logical spot for him, and it makes the most sense for the 76ers with that. If you can't get like a Damian Lillard in return, but I think that's going to do it for us, Ethan. Man, this has been awesome. I want to thank you again. Hope everything works out for your uh, coaching career in football. And I uh, hope we can do this again. Oh, yeah, you know? man. This sure, is anytime, man. Oh, this of is course. awesome. Of course, my man. Uh, all right, listeners. Uh, I want to thank you all again. And once again, if you all need to get in contact with me, go to NateDogSports.com. No spaces. NateDogSports.com. Two Gs as well. Don't forget to download, follow, like, and share. Once again. This has been The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Talk Sports. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Pound Perspective. If you're interested in joining Nate Dog for an episode or need more information on Nate Dog and his brand, contact him at natedogsports.com. And don't forget to share with friends and family. Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports. Oh.